This is a crypto finance podcast. We are holding internal knowledge sessions and publish selected episodes to share our know-how and experience with you. Atomic swaps in general are just a concept where you can trustlessly trade with somebody. Sounds fancier than it is because what you do is essentially you lock in uh, a certain amount of currency A, you lock in a certain amount of currency B, and then you switch that and can release the respective of the of the other ones. And the nice thing about that is that it's atomic, meaning that either both transfers happen or none of the transfers happen. So uh, the, the role that is typically within within with a custodian, with an exchange in the middle, within with an escrow. None of that is necessary, right? If you trade uh, asset A for asset B, typically you need some infrastructure where atomic swaps are a concept where you can have this infrastructure purely um, on the blockchain. This is actually fancy and I would like to, to walk you through um, how that works uh, because it does have some intricacies. And then I would like to talk about the economic implications because there are some and it's not as obvious as, as, uh, as it sounded now. So let's say, Two parties <coughs> who wants to trade with me okay uh, anonymous person b wants to trade with me yes good i'm in that case anonymous person a and the basic concept is that we we do have at the end of the of, of this concept we do have a common secret that uh, that can ever either be revealed releasing both payments or can be kept secret. In that case, none of them is being um, revealed. The way that this works is that I would just choose a random number. And this is, uh, has to be a big random number so that you cannot guess it, but it's a cryptographic random number, 32 bytes, something of that type. 15. <laughs> I have to choose that number. Uh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go into it. I, I could have looked through that before to see if, if it is possible to actually do that, but since it does involve hash functions, probably not. So but I come up with a number uh, and I create a transaction. Let's call it transaction one, where I would pay a certain amount of BTC, say, if I want to give BTC and a person, anonymous person B wants to give Beam. Actually, I'm not entirely sure if, if atomic swaps are possible on Beam because it does require certain features on the blockchain, as you will see. But let's just say for the purpose of... They're trying to implement it. Oh, okay. Person B knows about anonymous currencies. <laughs> anonymous person B knows about anonymous Very well. So I create a transaction to an address that a person B gives me uh, that can be redeemed either if person B knows my random number. She proves the knowledge of that random number by publishing that random number. But I can, I can write a transaction dependent on knowledge of that random number by saying, here is a hash of that random number and you have to present a number which hashes to this number. Right? And then you can spend the funds. Yeah. So I would pay an amount um, to an address that B gives me that can be spent under the condition that either X is known, so my random number is known, and person B signs that transaction or we both sign the transaction. I create the transaction. I do not broadcast the transaction. I keep it for myself. And it cannot be, it essentially cannot be broadcast because we did not sign it yet, but it's just prepared. And um, I would say create a second transaction uh, which consumes the output of 
that transaction. So it can the second connect transaction can only happen after the first, which gives me the funds. So which gives the full amount that I the full one Bitcoin back to me, and only needs to be signed by me, but can only be redeemed 48 hours in the future. So. But if I I then control the output. Because it's my address I gave to you. So well, what, yeah, TX1 process. can only be spent if you either know X and it's signed by you or it is signed by both of us. So you created that, that, that address. Yeah, but it's, so that's what you cannot spend it. Does somebody except you know that these transactions are prepared because they're not signed to set, right? So yeah. is it visible? No, it's, people, it's not it's visible. Absolutely Everything happens visible, between right? uh, between person B and me. We're exchanging carrier pigeons. Yeah. This is exactly. this does not hit the blockchain yet. There will hit hits, something will hit the blockchain fairly soon, but not yet. Uh, but B doesn't know that you prepare these transactions no. unless you just yeah, but has to trust you that you say I prepare the transactions. No, but that's the next thing that okay. literally the next thing that happens. Um, I would give the second transaction to person B. The one that gives me back my funds, right? So what do you give if you give a transaction? A tra an unsigned rock transaction, that's basically really a, a string. A string, okay. Yeah. Uh, and ask person B to sign that. There is no danger in person B to sign that transaction because it's uh, my funds anyway at this point. She did not put anything up. And she knows that the thing that she signs is only valid in 48 hours. So person B signs that transaction the transaction that spends the output of transaction one. But transaction one is still with me, but person B has no disadvantage in signing that transaction back to me. So I will have this transaction now with me. And if transaction one goes through, I can in 48 hours just do whatever I want. I can get that money back. Now I would tr um, submit transaction one to the blockchain. So I now have a transaction on the blockchain. So there is one Bitcoin on the blockchain for which there are f possible future scenarios. Either future, what? Future? future scenarios. Either we do no further communication. In that case, in 48 hours, I take the transaction that person B already signed for me, also sign it and give the money back to myself. I lost 48 hours. I lost two, two times transaction fee, but no, no harm done. Or Person act, person B somehow learns my my random number that I came up with and that only I know. If I tell her my secret, she can spend the funds. That's part one. Part two <coughs> is uh, essentially the same, except the other way around. So person B would create a beam transaction such that she puts up what is one Bitcoin equivalent, 600 beam, probably still somewhat. Put, would put up a transaction with 600 beam with the condition that either, so it can be spent um, either uh, by, signed by me and knowing her, probably. knowing my random number. We use the same random number for both transactions. Uh -huh. So either signed by me and mm -hmm. revealing thereby my random number um, or signed by the two of us. She does not broadcast that transaction yet. It's just still with her. She sends it to me via carrier pigeon. Um, I would sign a transaction giving the funds back to her um, in 72 hours. How does she... Sorry, in, in 24 hours. How, right does, how, how, is person, how does person B know 
which random number? She does not, and she does not need to, because she, she can, you, you, um, that's the way that you write knowledge of a random number to the transaction. What you write to the transaction is whoever wants to spend those funds needs to be able to present a number that hashes to this hash. Yeah, exactly. And the hash is the same hash that has been used in my so the hash oh, is known to everybody, okay. just the random number is not used to okay. everybody. So she will say, she will put this hash basically with the mm -hmm. transaction that she is not broadcasting yet? Yep. And then, so you could make the input to receive that hash, yep. which is then releasing on her side, that the, this transaction. Yeah, so okay, yeah. If, if I want to, so let's go through the steps, so, and I give a transaction which gives her the funds in 24 hours, right? So in 24 hours, so she now knows she has that, that, that transaction. She knows if nothing happens for the next 24 hours, she gets her funds back. And then another 42 hours, 24 hours, so after 48, I will get my funds back. No harm done. That's some of the beauty of it. This is why it's atomic. Um, she also knows that if during the next um, 24 hours, I tell her the secret, then she will be able to take mine. Right. And the only way of taking her funds is telling her my secret. So if I, um, I, if I reveal my secret number to the world by taking her funds, she knows the secret that she needs in order to take my funds. So either I reveal that secret number or I don't reveal the secret number. But yours is only, you can only get your funds back in... 48 hours. But she can in the meantime access it, so she has a time. Um, basically, I have 24 hours to take hers. After one second later, it would not work anymore. Yeah. Uh, which means that even if I wait as long as possible until these 24 she hours, 24 she hours. has still 24 hours okay. to grab mine. So you can't just plenty of time. by just taking this back, basically. That's, that doesn't work, but sh why is it... I mean, once you take after 24 maximum 24 hours her funds she is going to be in the position to wait another <coughs> hours maximum to get your funds Why no, she, she, she can take that immediately Right. Yes, but maybe she, I don't know, she has no access to internet or... I, right, I that's know. why you put up 24 hours and we can negotiate that. But if, if she says, okay, I typically sleep for more than 24 hours, we can make that a week. Okay. Right. It's, it's just we have to negotiate that before. And unless both of us are happy with the setup, nothing will happen. It, yeah, okay, but what, I mean, you can't put it forever, right? You can't just... You shouldn't, because then you lose the funds, someone potentially loses the funds. Yeah. And this is some of the economic points that I would like to come to. So is the concept clear? So if you kidnap me and I... Yeah, if I manage to, to, to prevent I, you from accessing yes. the, uh, the, the blockchain or any online computer for the next, for, two, for, for your time frame, then yes. Um, so I'm in a weaker position because you can always take first, basically. Uh, yes, but uh, you can easily solve that by watchtowers. So you could uh, have like you 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 should you you could give the transaction to uh, hundreds of your friends. And if they see it, signed by you, yeah. the only thing that is still missing is the secret. No, and if one of the hundred people sees that secret. He will be able to give that money to you. So but what I would need to do, which I, would... I will need to pay my friends because they're capitalists. So I still should <laughs> charge you for being able to take the transaction first. 
So you're an anarcho-capitalist. You're an anarcho-capitalist. Yes, you are in a slight disadvantage. Um, actually, you are in a much worse disadvantage than you might be realizing right now. Because one thing that is uh, kind of intrinsic to these atomic swaps, they are great, but only for certain use cases. Because what these atomic swaps essentially amount to is a free American option, a free American call option. So now the traders would have to probably think, um, be able to, to explain to us what that means. And I only see one guy who might be capable of doing that. An American call option? Yeah. Um, that's basically a right to buy an, an, a particular asset at a particular price um, uh, at a particular date in the American um, case. Um, there's also European call options and there you can basically decide when you want to buy it. Um, the other way around. Americans, Americans you can execute any time and European Okay, anyway, the, the principle is the same, it's just uh, the other way around. Yeah. So, so you have the right to buy that asset at, at any time you want. But it's just a right, it's not an, an obligation. But typically you, you pay in order to get that right. Yes. And what, okay, what, what I just yeah. said in, in, that, uh, in that scenario is for the next 24 hours, I can decide if I want to review my secret or not. Right. But if I decide not to, um, except for two times an on-chain transaction fee of 10 cents, mm -hmm. I did not lose anything. Mm -hmm. right? So essentially what I got is, an, uh, is a free American call option. To execute the transaction. To execute the transaction it's or not, not execute free. the transaction? You have some cost, I have the cost of two times transaction fee and of putting up my collateral, yeah. freezing my collateral during mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, but it's it's free relative to, to what you would otherwise do. Right. If I yeah. if I want to buy such an option, I have to put up, I have to, to give money to somebody that he can keep either way for me to be allowed to execute that right or not mm -hmm. execute that right. And this is not how this works. This is in this case, it's really a free, a free American call option. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that it's free because the strike. I mean, the strike is always at the level you would you, you get. It. There's no benefit. You cannot get a benefit or or a financial gain from from waiting. I would say it's no option because there is no strike. There's no execution price. It's not fixed. The execution price is fixed by uh, by the amount that I put into my lock. And the amount the person B puts into her lock, yeah, well, that's is. the exchange rate, right? Either all of that gets freed or none of that gets freed. True. But the valuation, okay. Yeah. The valuation is fixed. No, the valuation is not fixed if you think in an upper term, but that's always the case as well with shares or whatever. It doesn't count. Yeah. It's just so that current market valuation strike. It stays there. No, it's not. So it's, a, it's at the fixed rate. Yeah, which is yeah, which which might not be current. You cannot yeah, the money. You can agree whatever you want. You don't need to. You can agree whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But of course, I, I do not. I do not pay for that for that price. Yeah. I get the option for free. Uh, we have to still agree on a, on an execution price, mm -hmm. but I get the option for free. Mm -hmm. So um, this is why why these atomic swaps should be at super low times. If you do it at super low times, then it might actually be possible for me to to defraud this innocent person B by, by, by several means, right? Um, I can try to prevent her from, uh, from, from submitting her transaction to the blockchain, that might be one option. Another option uh, would be for me to, to spam her blockchain, 
right? Uh, it might be difficult in the scenario that I put up, no? But um, because in that case, I would have to prevent her from taking my Bitcoin. So I would need to uh, spam the Bitcoin network, <laughs> which would be tough. But if we do it the other way around, that I put up Beam, it or some other um, minor coin, then it might be possible to spam that. It might be worthwhile to spam that, right? So it's not perfect. Uh, there are a lot of parameters that you could tweak. You could also tweak that I have uh, like 10 minutes. But then after that, she has one week. Right. That, that might make it a bit fairer, but there, then you, I might be susceptible to something like a, uh, like a 51% attack on my chain, which is fine if my chain is Bitcoin, which might not be fine if my chain is the smaller chain. So there are a few considerations, but in principle, this, this is fine. Which coins, in, in between which coins, tokens, currencies, whatever you want to call it, and now, is this possible today? It is possible in, or in percentage in, or maybe in, in names, I don't know. Yes, yeah. uh, it's possible with all chains, with all coins that do support these features of um, being able to have conditions on who can spend that, being able to include hashes in that condition, and most importantly, being able to, uh, to include uh, time delays, relative time delays um, into that. Which um, ones have transition. this? This is only in Bitcoin since rather limited time. It has not been there in the beginning. What's required is, I forgot which one it was, check sequence verify or check lock time verify. Uh, one of the two, um, I believe it was check lock time verify, okay. uh, which was added as a, as a soft fork. Um, I should look that up in 2017. So it can only be in between um, and fork, it's, so Bitcoin and forks of Bitcoin. Uh, yes, and not even in many forks of Bitcoin. Um, Litecoin did that, Vertcoin did that, they, they uh, insisted they, they did it even before Bitcoin being the first one. This, um, most of the other forks there. You can also write the same logic in Ether, so you can um, change Ether versus Bitcoin um, in an atomic, in a cross-chain atomic way. But it's, it, it is a, a rather new feature, right? These relative time logs, they are a rather new. Is there concept. any company known out there offering this? Because I guess for me, as a, let's say, new business, it's not user-friendly to, to organize it. Uh, well, you would need to have a wallet that supports that. Um, there is one thing, I mean, even if you have a wallet with support, which supports that, you still need something like a, uh, like a platform where you can find a counterparty to, to be willing to execute the trade. Uh, and there is one um, which I only saw actually an announcement was was excited about that back then, uh, but I did not follow up if they actually still exist, um, which is called altcoin.io, okay. uh, which is an exchange type with exchange really more in this uh, Tinder finding a partner type scenario, not not really in a, in a, in a they are not custodians in any way, uh, finding partners that want to do these cross chain atomic swaps between currencies. But one thing that I do like is the analogy um, that Lightning Network. Yeah. That's the same question. The Lightning Network works in a fairly similar yeah. way. Essentially, you have a channel with somebody, and a channel with uh, you have a channel with person A, a channel with person person B. I'm person C in this example, and I would be moving atomically move funds from channel A to channel B. So uh, what, what Lightning does is a sequence of cross-channel atomic swaps within one currency. 
right? Between the individual nodes, or what, what, what do you call? What do you call them? I don't know, between the yeah, between nodes. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, you you have you would have one atomic swap as I described it would really be from my left pocket versus my right pocket, mm -hmm. but then this revealing of secrets type can also be carried on. So the one that uh, that B does with D, D does with E, they all can reuse the same secret. And that secret either gets revealed or it does not get revealed. So with that, you can really build this chain that are always linked with one node in the middle, uh, but, but do allow to, 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 to send amounts on. Um, so Lightning is really uh, some sort of um, yeah, sequence or um, serialization of cross-channel atomic swaps. Okay. But if you have an entire chain, it might take longer and longer for it to be finally like, completed because everyone yes. there, there. That's true. One might day take or whatever it's whatever it is. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. I mean, if the one before me approved. Okay, um, I see. Maybe I should here. pick up uh, Lightning Network again as a topic. Uh, in the in the very first version of Lightning, you would always uh, with each channel would decrease its lifetime with each, each switch of direction. So I can pay you and pay you again, pay you again, 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 without without uh, reducing the lifetime of the channel. But um, if I pay you ten times, then pay you pay me one time. That would need to come with a lower um, lifetime, uh, and then again, again, so you would end up with rather high initial lifetimes, um, rather, rather uh, quick um, yeah, attrition of lifetimes of channels. Uh, but that has been solved. Actually, I don't know how it has been solved. Um, I didn't read up on that. Um, I should probably, this is knowledge that I should have. Yeah, we can do a session about that. I might actually be able to get an expert on for that. Let's see. That would be exciting. Okay, uh, one more thing. I should have probably mentioned that before. Uh, these, since since I said that, since these things are essentially American call options, free American call options, um, use cases or much better use cases for uh, for these cross-chain atomic swaps are actually sidechains. If you have uh, and I do not want to go too much into, the, into that now, but um, an idea of a sidechain is essentially that you, uh, that you open a second chain for which there exists a one-to-one -one, uh, peg in price, or in, in, in you can move Bitcoin, you can freeze Bitcoin into, one, into, into a contract on the Bitcoin chain, thereby releasing tokens on the sidechain, and vice versa, you can destroy tokens there to release the Bitcoin again on the main chain. Right, so it is possible to, to go from one to the other, which should uh, lead to a one-to-one -one price uh, between those. There will, of course, not be this one-to-one -one price because this process takes time. But if you then have uh, atomic swaps as somewhat a more efficient, faster way of switching between, between chains, uh, this opens a very fast arbitrage channel um, that somebody could use if there is a price discrepancy between uh, the Bitcoin main chain and the side chain, you could just gather that uh, once you once you uh, gather the cheaper asset, once you have enough of that that it's worthwhile to go through the process, which also costs on-chain transaction fees, uh, through the pegging mechanism, you just do that. But um, so that makes it somewhat worth that that fast 
um, channel for, uh, for for making this arbitrage possibly exists because of cross-chain atomic swaps. Mm -hmm. And since those those two assets will at any time be very close in price, it doesn't really matter that it's a free American call option. So um, all of that somewhat plays together. Um, I'm not sure how, how, how helpful this was now without a further discussion of how a sidechain actually works. Are there any questions? An anonymous person B? Just a good one. Isn't the blocking of the funds and together with that time period where they're frozen um, sort of a, a limitation to the scalability of, of, of yes. atomic swaps, right? Because Absolutely. It, it goes into the same concept as, as you said, as the Lightning Network, where I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot of funds blocked that cannot be used otherwise, and that's guess a problem for scalability, isn't it? Well, for, for Lightning, I would say that's a chance for scalability. Um, you could say I block, I lock my Bitcoin into the Lightning network uh, for, for what? For what? For, for fast payments. Mm -hmm. So you free your Bitcoin from the 10 minute block time by freeing it into the Lightning mm -hmm. network yeah, to make fast... That same application, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but yeah, I totally agree with the cross-chain atomic swaps. Um, because there you can essentially only put it in there for trading. Mm -hmm. There is no, no fast uh, sub-send um, payment use case of cross-chain atomic swaps. Those are on-chain transactions. Um, and what you essentially do is you, you have very slow trading facilities, yes. Mm -hmm. Let's put it like that. Those, those things replace exchanges. Right. So it's um, you have your, your benefits and your drawbacks. The drawback is definitely speed. The benefit is you don't rely on external infrastructure and there is no no intermediary that, I mean, maybe I should wait for the compliance people to leave the room before I continue here, but there is no oversight of cross-chain atomic swaps. You, you cannot prevent them. Right. So maybe they don't, they don't exactly replace the exchange because the exchange has also things like matching algorithms and stuff like that that check the order books, but there might be a way to settle um, from an, or an exchange might use it to actually settle both transactions. Could yes, because uh, I mean, that's what Texas do in the end, right? Yeah. The pitch will still need to find your counterparty somehow, right? Yeah, you need to find the counterparty. Texas, you have order books which are put together yeah. centrally and then settlement takes place via not really sure how that would work if you have a lot of um, small trans or a lot of transactions that you want to settle so to aggregate into mm -hmm. one cross-chain atomic swap uh, you still have the risk of this cross-chain atomic swap either happening or not happening and you have no repercussion yeah. if it does not happen mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm not really sure how that would help in that scenario um, yeah and maybe one word of warning since we did talk about compliance since uh, since the, the secret is being referenced on both blockchains, it is actually trivial to match. You have no privacy. The the the, the funds are linkable across uh, the different chains, chains. Mm -hmm. yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on whom you ask, uh, compliance person C or, or anonymous cypherpunk B, <laughs> it might be a good thing or not. Uh, but it's it just adds to the canon or to, to the to the tool set of um, of available things. Further questions? Okay. This episode was brought to you by Crypto Finance. We are happy to receive comments and feedback. 
Email your thoughts to research at cryptofinance.ch.